0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Thursday, March 26th. I'm John Mark Comer. Good morning, and welcome, and peace to all of you. I find it very interesting that the COVID-19 shutdown and the shelter-in-place that we in Portland are now well into comes to the West during the time period that we call Lent. Lent is the time in the church calendar when followers of Jesus remember, in the language of Genesis, that we are dust and to dust we shall return. It starts with Ash Wednesday, which was several weeks ago, when followers of Jesus put the cross or the symbol of the cross on their forehead in ash to remember that line that will at some point be spoken over all of us at our grave ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. To hold before our mind the reality that we are mortal, we are human, we get sick, and in the end, we all die, all of us. The stats on death are pretty hard to argue with, 100%. I may die a century from now due to my plant-based diet, and my running exercise regimen and breakthroughs in science and medicine and technology, or I may die, God forbid, weeks from now from COVID-19, or anywhere in between by all sorts of means, some painful, others not, some expected, others out of the blue. That is reality. Human beings are mortal, we are made from the dust, and we die. And that reality is sad. It really is. And any Christian attempt to spin it or sentimentalize it is an affront to the sanctity of life. Paul, in the New Testament, called death the last enemy to be destroyed. In his theology, Jesus is at war with death, and his resurrection was the decisive victory that one day will spread out to all of Jesus' followers, and that is what we look forward to on Easter. But the reality of death is sad, but it's also liberating and, dare I say, invigorating, In Lent, we remember that we do not need to be afraid, and if we do not need to be afraid of death itself, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. This has been, in historic church history, kind of the best moments of the church have been when she was under pain of death but not scared to give up her own life. In Lent, we also remember that we need to redeem the time, to not squander our life on trivial things or how many hours a week can we give to video games or Call of Duty or online shopping or endless chit chat or our own egoistic pursuit of pleasure or success or careerism or money or power or fame or experience or more followers on Instagram or whatever it is. Life is short. We are mortal. We live and then we die. It could be in a century. It could be in a day. We must live for what matters. And so in Lent, followers of Jesus choose, volunteer of their own free will and volition to give up some kind of a pleasure, not a sin, but a a pleasure, wine or meat or coffee or social media or TV or eating out or any number of things you pick and choose your own adventure, in order to let that abstinence Do a kind of deep work in your soul of purging and purifying all of your attachments to what the New Testament writers call the world and and to kind of an act of stripping you and I down to the holy, to the bare essence of what life is all about in order to create more space in our budget, in our time, in our schedule, in our life, and above all, in our soul for the presence of God of God and the life of Jesus who is back from the dead. But now, here's the thing, all of us are in Lent. Whether you are a high church Anglican who is listening along to the podcast from the UK, good evening to you, or a low church Anabaptist like myself on the west coast, we are all in Lent now. The virus, shelter in place, the economic fallout. All of the uncertainty around the future. It's all a kind of Lent, a kind of abstinence, a kind of stripping down and purging and purifying our soul and our society. And this virus is an invitation to face reality and to meet God there. The reality that we are human, mortal, frail, vulnerable, Susceptible to disease, not nearly as in control as we think, and that is okay. In the screw tape letters, which I've been reading just by coincidence the last few weeks, With My 14-Year-Old Son, and what a great read if you're familiar with that. It was written in 1942, near the end of World War II, by C.S. Lewis in London, under literally duress and pain of his life. And if you know that work, it's a series of letters written between a senior demon, Wormwood, and his apprentice demon, Screwtape. And in it, he writes about his patient, which is code for the follower of Jesus, he is trying to tempt. And he writes this, quote, How disastrous for us, for the demons, is the continual remembrance of death, which war enforces. We could say which a pandemic enforces. One of our best weapons—this is, again, everything is backwards, so this is the demons' best weapons—contented worldliness is rendered useless— In wartime, not even a human being can believe that he is going to live forever. We could say the same about the COVID-19 virus and the shutdown and shelter in place. In this cultural moment, not even a human being can believe that they are going to live forever. And this does so much to stave off what Lewis calls contented worldliness. Again, the goal of this insight that we're mortal, that we die, is not fear at all. It's actually not scary for a follower of Jesus because we follow a rabbi who is back from the dead. The goal is rather to wake us up from that contented worldliness, from a kind of spiritual slumber or stupor. The idea that we are mortal, that we are made out of the dust, that we die, need not make us morose. Actually, it's more likely to make us joyful and grateful and more present to the moment and alive in the marrow of our bones. So to close, may you recognize, just take a moment right now, put your feet on the ground, feel your body, feel your muscles, feel your skeletal system, feel your nervous energy flow through your being. Remember that the body you're in right now, even if it's healthy and strong, it is dying. And one day it will come back from the dead. Feel the reality that you are mortal, that you live in time, that every minute, every second is a precious gift, that we don't take time, we don't seize the day, we receive the day as a gift from God, not a right, but a gift. To be alive today is a gift. And may you remember today and in the days and weeks to come, whatever comes or does not come, may you remember that life is short, that it's meaningful and it's beautiful, that it's a gift, that you're alive with Jesus and you need not even fear death itself. Peace to all of you.